Good morning, everyone, and praise the Lord. Our theme today is therefore be careful lest the light in you be darkness. It's delayed from our text of Luke chapter 11, verse 33. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, I welcome you this morning. Come and we minister together. Let your word be hammered deeper in our spirits that we may relate with what you are telling us, that we may live according to your will and purpose. Holy Spirit, reign over our soul, reign over our bodies, reign over our spirits. In the name of Jesus, that your word will be heard. In Jesus' name, amen. Our text is from Luke chapter 11, verse 33, and it reads, No one after lighting a lamp, I'm reading from English Standard Version, verse 33, no one, no one after lighting a lamp puts it in a cellar or under a basket, <clears throat> excuse me, but understand so that those who enter may see the light. Your eye is the lamp of the body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But when it is bad, your body is full of darkness. Therefore, that's our theme for today. Be careful, lest the light in you be darkness. If then you, your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, it will be wholly bright, as when a lamp with its rays gives, gives you light. Praise the Lord. And its reference is also in Matthew chapter 6, verse 22. Matthew 6, 22. It says, the eye is the light of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? Eh, that's amazing. How great is the darkness if your whole body is dark? If your eye is dark, I'm going to concentrate on the light. What is this light that when we stick to it and we are careful with it, we cannot go into darkness? If we had complete that part of, uh, of Luke 6, that verse 24, it says no one can serve two masters, which means you cannot be in the light at the same time in darkness. That means there are moments when you find yourself in the light, when you stick to the light. But you can't say I'm for the light and I'm for the darkness. So no one after lighting a lamp puts it in a cellar or under a basket, but on a stand so that those who enter may see the light. Christians are the light of the world. It is the Holy Spirit in us that gives light. The light is Christ's light, not our own. We are lights because Christ was light. 
that is in John chapter 8, verse 12. It says, Jesus spoke to them, whatever, whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. John 12, 46 says, I have come into the world as light so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. Still John 5 verse 5, 9 verse 5 says, as long as I'm in the world, this is Jesus saying these words, as long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Jesus' light is God's light. According to 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, God is light. God is light. Light is a sign of righteousness. When you have the light in you, who is Christ, righteousness is not a struggle. Be, telling the truth or being true is not a struggle. Having the knowledge of the word of God is not a struggle. That's why he says, God is light. And that light brings forth righteousness, brings forth truth, and the knowledge of God's word. And second, it is also a sign of life. Light is a sign of life. In him, meaning Jesus, was life. And that life was, was the light of men according to John chapter 1, verse 4. Therefore, John says in chapter 1, verse 4 of John, in him was light. God created life through Christ. He created not only physical life, but also spiritual, eternal life. There is a lady called Elika Mukisa Kimani, you, you find her on YouTube and her title is Life is Spiritual. When the light comes into us, it brings physical and spiritual life. So she says life is spiritual. This lady, Mukisa Akimani, she served, the, she served Satan for 18 years from her age of eight. But her parents were pastors. They lived with her in the house, but they didn't know who she was. But the mother was an intercessor, so she started seeing strange things in her daughter when she was older, around her age of 18. She started seeing strange things, and then the mother told her fellow intercessors, you know what, I'm seeing strange things in my daughter, let us pray. And when you listen to her testimony, you will hate darkness all the more. The devil is bad, is so bad. He uses you and dumps you, not only dumping you, but destroys your soul and body. So she is now based in Nairobi, Kenya, married to Timothy Simon Akimani Bambu with a transforming ministry. Their, their ministry is called Life is Spiritual. They are turning souls from darkness to, to light. And many young people are turning to God. When she narrates her dark life, you hate the devil all the more. So John has written, 
God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his son. That is 1 John chapter 5, verse 11. This life is in his son. Jesus said, I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. That is John 10, 10. The devil, he comes to steal, he comes to kill, he comes to destroy. And his kingdom is contending with the kingdom of God. That's why you, you, the disciples were asking Jesus, teach us to, to pray. And Jesus, and Jesus told them, when you are praying, say, Our Father in heaven, allowed be your name. Your kingdom come. The kingdom of God, according to Romans 14, 17, and 18, it is righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Spirit. So when you invite the kingdom of God, when you are praying and saying, your kingdom come, it comes within me, it comes within you, and transmits his joy and transmits his, his righteousness and transmits his peace. So where you don't find such, you know there is darkness. The kingdom of God is not there. You know you are in another kingdom because you either belong to the kingdom of God or to the kingdom of darkness. There are two kingdoms. You can't say I'm in between, I'm on the edge. No, the kingdom of light is the kingdom of peace, is the kingdom of righteousness, is the kingdom of, of joy. And the other kingdom is the opposite. So the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but the Lord comes that we may have life and have it in its abundancy. Jesus says, I'm the resurrection and the life. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. John 14, verse 6. He is life. He is the truth. You want to know the truth? He is the truth. You want to enjoy life? Jesus is life. With life, there is always light. In fact, life is dependent on light. Life of everything. Look at the, plant, of, at the plants. They, they follow where light is. They, they, they flourish where light is. So, with life, there is always light. In fact, life is dependent on light. God created light first. Only after that did he create life. That is Genesis chapter 1, verse 3 and verse 11. When we receive life through Christ, we also receive his light. His light is the light of conscience and reason. That is in every human being, conscience and reason. When you have the spirit of God in you, your conscience is clear. You are able to, to detect anything that is negative to the kingdom of God. It is also spiritual, spiritual light. John 12, 46. In darkness, we can see nothing. But in light, we see everything clearly. Above all, through, Christ light, through Christ's light, we can see and understand God. Through Christ's light, we can see and understand God. 
Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. That is John 8, 12. Life is spiritual. Why do I say life is spiritual? Anything you see in the physical begins with the spiritual part of it. If you are to stand, you hear it in your spirit first, then you stand. Do ABC, it starts in, the, in, in, your, in your heart, and then you, you take an action. So life is spiritual. Before anything is put into practice or action, it begins in the spirit. My personal testimony, before I gave my life to Christ, I used to, to dream playing. I would play and play and play in a dream. And then I would tell my colleagues, you know what? Wait a minute, let me ease myself and I come back. Then I would go aside and pee. No sooner I finish like this, I wake up and the whole bed is wet. I wetted the bed from, I think, my childhood up to P5, primary five. And it's in primary five, second term. I was in second term holiday when I was at home at the family altar. My mother read a scripture which says that Jesus will come at, uh, like a thief and he will take only those who accepted him as their Lord and master. So I told her, yeah, me, I will have to go to heaven. She said, uh, our friend, you have not given your life to Christ. Then she said, those who don't believe in God, they will go to hell. I said, you mean there is hell and heaven? Then she explained. I said, I choose heaven. And when I chose heaven, I chose the light. I chose Christ. I gave my life to Christ and I purposed. I will walk this journey no matter what until I go to heaven. I will not waver. And that has been my walk from childhood. Wherever I went, I would tell I would tell about Christ, but why did I say life is spiritual? In No sooner I confessed Christ as my personal Lord and Savior, that very night, that's when waiting the bed ended. I never dreamed of such again, and I never waited my bed again. That was the first tangible miracle I received, and everyone in the home witnessed. So life is spiritual. You dream of something, you don't pray, it will come to pass, whether good or bad. Life is spiritual. And this life is in Christ Jesus for those who believe. That's eternal life. And for those who don't believe in him, also they get their portion from the other kingdom. John chapter 1 verse 5. Just as a tiny candle overcomes darkness of a room, so Christ's light overcomes darkness of the world. When Jesus' light came into my life, it overcame darkness that the enemy would have tagged on me if I hadn't known him. You've heard of people who, who reach their age of marriage and they wait the beds where they've gone. I've had people's testimonies. An adult, a man or a woman, waiting the bed, 
So God got me at an early age and he delivered me. So if your child is waiting the bed, don't just beat. No, life is spiritual. Pray for that child. When you see strange things in your children or in the people around you, don't just point a finger. There must be, there is another kingdom behind them. Pray and destroy that darkness around them so that they may receive the light of Christ within them. Darkness can never overcome light, never. The enemy presses hard. He tries his level best, but he can never overcome the light of God when we stick to him. That's why the scripture said in, in, in Luke 11, 30, 35, that therefore be careful lest the light in you be darkness. If the light in you be darkness, then the attack overtakes you. But if the light in you remains the light, the enemy will hit and he will bounce back because he will realize, hey, what am I dealing with here? Of course, he can't stand. That's why he says that at the name of Jesus, every knee in heaven and on earth and under the earth must bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He cannot stand that light. Even the mention of the name, he, he, he just shudders. The demons shudder at the mention of the name of the Lord. And if that light is in you, the moment you shout, Jesus, you are healed. In 2015, I felt very, very sick. I was on my deathbed. It was February. I got malaria. It was it came like malaria. So I I I went to Mengo Hospital. I was treated, but a week later, nothing was changing. But I had lost weight as if I had fallen sick for ages. And we went back for review. We told them nothing. The medication didn't work. But I felt my spirit was leaving the body. So I made a sign because I couldn't talk. I couldn't walk. I couldn't help myself in any way. So I made a sign to my husband showing him that I was, I need prayer, not even medication. Because I was, I felt my spirit was leaving the body. So they put me on a drip of, uh, of glucose so that I may gain some strength. The, I can assure you, the, the bottle was over and nothing changed. So I was brought back home. That's when my, it came, it dawned on my husband and he called my elder sister, Pastor Joyce. And then Joyce mobilized prayer warriors. That's when he informed the flames. The flames had gone to Mukono University, Christian University for ministry. When they came from there, that was another week. They came home straight and they began singing praises to God and worshiping. Amidst that hot praise and worship, one of us saw a vision that I was in a pit bound with chains in a dark pit and the angel of God descended and untied the chains. Just at the mention of that, when she mentioned what she has seen in a vision, I felt my spirit coming back within me. And that very night, I got a dream. I dreamed that somebody I knew very well, 
was dragging me, taking me to, he said, let me take you and kill you because your prayers are hindering my progress. It's within the family where I'm married and physically, in, in the physical, I used to know that person and I started praying against his schemes and whatever. So here in a dream, I think he had said, in order to reach this man's, this woman's husband, I must get rid of her first out of my way, then I can do whatever I want. But what happened in the dream, he was dragging me and I was weak. So I called the name Jesus, who is the light. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I called Jesus in a dream three times. I said, whoever calls upon your name shall be saved. After that, I gained strength and put myself out of his hand. Then I woke up. When I woke up, then I knew. I knew what I'm dealing with. And we started praying in the right direction and my life returned. Though it took me like two years to gain back my my weight and to, to look good because I was so, so badly hit. But the Lord, the light in me, when I called upon the light within me, the action took place in a dream and in the physical, I began gaining strength, the physical strength. Hallelujah. So the light is Christ. When he shines in darkness of sin and unbelief, that darkness has not understood it. Darkness can't understand Christ. Darkness, darkness does, as God, does destroy darkness. And their worldly passions attached to them. Mm? Men whose minds are darkened and blinded by sin and unbelief cannot see God's light. They can't. And that's why we, the Bible says we should forgive. We should forgive those who offend us, who oppress us, because they don't know. And I'm still praying for that person's salvation. Because I go to understand he's of a different kingdom and I'm, and I'm of a different kingdom. But the light of God overcomes darkness. They refuse to see it because they are in darkness. They refuse to see the light because they prefer to live in darkness. John chapter 3 verse 19 to 21 is talking of light. That is Christ. That light is Christ has come into the world uh, according to John 1, 4 to verse 5 and then verse 9. But men did not want to, they didn't want the light because it exposes their evil deeds. Light exposes evil deeds. Rather, men loved darkness. That is evil. In this way, they condemn themselves. By being in darkness, they condemn themselves. What is the main reason people refuse to believe in, in this Christ? Why? Why don't people believe in the light? Because we've learned light is good. They do not believe because they do not want to give up their evil deeds, their selfish ways. They love darkness. Their evil remains hidden, though not from God. Evil does not come from God. It's from the devil. It's from the dark kingdom. 
This is why faith is so important to God. When we believe, it means we truly want to leave the darkness and come into the light of Christ. So, in God's eyes, unbelief is the same as unrighteousness. If you don't believe in him, then righteous, unrighteousness is part of you. Likewise, faith is the same as righteousness. When you have faith in God, then you become righteous through Christ. We are justified, declared righteous by faith, according to Romans 5 verse 1 and Galatians 2, 15 to 16. Romans 5, chapter 5 verse 1 and Galatians 2, 15 to 16. That is if you are taking notes. John chapter 3 verse 21 says, Whoever lives by the truth comes into the light. If you live by the truth, you come into the light. To live by the truth means to repent of one's sin, to open one's heart to receive Christ. You repent of your sin. Whatever you, the Spirit of God convicts you, mm, my child, that's wrong. You repent immediately. You don't say, I will repent later. No, the Spirit convicts you you act immediately and the truth remains in you because that is Christ. The truth means to turn from darkness, to hate evil. You turn from darkness and hate evil. Such men do not need to fear the light. When you turn from darkness to evil, you don't need to fear the light. Because the light becomes relative to you, becomes your friend. Those who come into light are born again of the Spirit. According to John chapter 3 verse 5, their new life and new heart is from God. They cannot say, these are my good works. All good works are done through God. Man can do can claim no credit for his good works, as it is in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 9. Verse 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, which is righteousness. This is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. Verse 9, do not, a, not as a result of works, so that one may boast. All our righteousness comes from the Holy Spirit who lives within us, who, who believe in the light, all of us who believe in the light of Christ. We must be very careful the way we relate with the light of God. As we read in, in our text, Luke eleven thirty four, when you read 34 to 36, which relates to Matthew as well, 6, 22 to 23. Verse 22 says, the eye, the eye is the light, the lamp of the body. The eye here means the eye of the heart or the eye of the mind. That is, our spiritual eye with our bodily eye, we see worldly things. When you have the worldly eye, you see physical worldly things. Likewise, with our spiritual eye, we can see spiritual things. With our spiritual eye, we can recognize good and evil. 
worldly treasure and heavenly treasure. We can tell the worldly treasure and the heavenly treasure. If our spiritual eyes are good, that is sound and healthy, our whole body will be full of light, God's light, who is Christ. There is no way, there is no way for one to live in the light and in the darkness at the same time. In most instances, we've witnessed people, uh, they hold a baptism service after the service, they invite people home to, to have a party, celebrate the new person who has entered into God's kingdom. And when, during the day, water and sodas are being served, but when the clergy leave, time of the hour of darkness has come, dark bottles begin to come out, the beers and wines, they come out and then the worldly music overtakes the other music which was trending. And you wonder, <laughs> is, is this person really in the kingdom of light or is in the kingdom of darkness? You can't belong to both. It doesn't matter whether you have baptized yourself or your children and you still live a double, a double standard life, you know where you belong. In as much as you have taken your, your children to church. But if you live a double standard life, you know you belong to the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of light you hold, you hold, you 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 go on a, a function. It's they say they are believers. I can assure you, when you bring a, a DJ who will be on that sound system to, in as much as you give them your good gospel music, the one in them, the one they are serving, if the one on those machines is not born again, I can assure you, they will always put in their interludes that are of their kingdom. They feel a push, this one also must come on this function. This song must be played on this, on this function. They will never play the gospel music you wanted fluently. And you keep, you, you keep contending with the, the one on the machines. Please play my song. I gave you my song list. Why are you playing music that I don't want? Then what, I, what do you expect? You left the people of the kingdom and you picked the sound system of those guys that don't know Christ because their sound system is the best. They will, they will contaminate your function. They will have to bring in music and stuff that is not godly. And they will pollute the environment because the spirits they are sending forth are ungodly. God's spirit come into our lives through spiritual eyes. If our spiritual eyes are shut and blind, God's light cannot shine within our soul. And we will remain in spiritual darkness. The only source of spiritual light is God. And the only source of, of spiritual darkness, of spiritual light still in the dark world is the devil. If that light of darkness, if in that light of darkness, we are in darkness indeed. If our light is darkness, we are in darkness. 
Indeed, Jesus said, see to it then that the light within you is not darkened, is not darkness. Hmm? That is our verse in Luke 30, 11, 35. Therefore, be careful, lest the light in you be darkness. Be careful when you hold your function. Who is on those machines? Who is playing the music? What type of music are you bringing forth? Be careful lest your function is contaminated and the spirit of God flees from your function. You can still think he's, a, he's, a, he's there, he's around. No, he's not in such a celebration. He, he will leave, he will part. He doesn't force his way. He will just step aside and you have your way. And the light of darkness comes into your home, into your environment, because you have opened an, a door for the enemy. How are our spiritual eyes? These are questions. These are, are questions that we should ask ourselves. How are my spiritual eyes? How clear are they and how sound are they? Do I see Jesus? Jesus is the light of the world. Do I see Jesus? Do I see Jesus in my speech? Do I see Jesus in my office? Do I see Jesus in my home? Do I see Jesus in my dress code? Do I see Jesus in the way I relate with my neighbors? Do I see Jesus? Or do your neighbors, or do the people in you see that light? Or they will say, ah, if you are saved, I'm also saved. Do they see Jesus? Do they see this light? Are they attracted to that light? Or they are running away from you? These are questions we should ask ourselves. Do we see the light? That light that is in John chapter nine, 1 verse 9 and chapter 8 verse 12 of John. So we should walk in the light that will not gratify the desires of the flesh. That's my conclusion. But I say, walk by the spirit. That is Galatians 5, 16 to 17. Walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. The desires of the flesh are written there in that book of Galatians from verse 18 downwards. You can see those desires. One such is still in me and you. Forget about the kingdom of light. Forget about the light. Then make a decision. Should I remain in this darkness or I cross over? Verse 17 of Galatians 5. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For, for this purpose, hmm? for they oppose each other, the two oppose each other, the flesh and the spirit, they oppose each other to keep you from doing things you want to do. The flesh will keep you from doing the right things you want to do, and the Spirit of God will also tell you, mm -mm, this is not the way to go. No, this is not the way to talk. This is not the way to dress. 
Me every day before I put on anything, I go to my wardrobe. I ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what do I put on today? And you'll be amazed. He will show you a certain item, let's say a top, and he'll show you a skirt, which you've never matched before. And you put them on. People say you are smart, but you give the credit to the Holy Spirit because he spotted out for you what you had to put on. So we inquire of the Holy Spirit at all times. He will show what to put on. He will show what to leave out. He will show you what to eat. He will show you what to leave out. He will show you everything. The Spirit of God is resident within us. He's here. He indrills us. He enlightens us on every detail of our lives. Therefore, be careful. Let the light in you be darkness. Be careful, lest the light in you be darkness. May God bless you. Have a blessed day. May God enlighten our hearts. May God enlighten our spirits. May God enlighten us in every realm of our lives that we will live as people of light, that our, our family members will be attracted to us, that our, our work, our neighbors will be attracted to us. Everyone around us will see a light in us that will draw them close to us and ask, but you are different. You are different. Then you ask, what makes me different? No, we are doing ABC. I remember there was a time at, uh, I'm closing with this, at our workplace, one of us was celebrating her birthday and then they brought a cake and they were cutting the cake and they were, they were not even born again. So they, they had champagne, they opened champagne and then they say, yeah, we, we, we share the, we, we toast. I told them, no, me, I will just eat the cake. I have my bottle of water here. I will, I will not take the champagne. I had to let my light shine. Hmm? You can be tempted thinking it's little. Yes, it's little, but before the audience where you are, they know you are a child of God. Then let your light shine. Don't compromise your standards to fit within the, the environment or the atmosphere where you are. So be careful. Be alert, be on your guard that the Spirit of God will show us what to do, how to do it, how to behave, how to relate with others, how to, to do things. The Spirit of God is a light within us to show us the right things to do. Therefore, be careful, lest the light in you be darkness. God bless you and have a blessed day. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Betty, for having allowed God to use you. Bless her ourselves and we pray through her word. Oh, Father, we thank you because you have reminded us that you alone, you are our light. That we cannot mix light and darkness. We thank you, Lord. That you are our creator, and once you have created us, you created us with light. And in order to have knowledge of God, 
that we have to have life, that life and light go hand in hand. Thank you, Father. That the kingdom of God belongs to those who are in light. Thank you, Lord. That our life is spiritual. That we have to live the life of truth in order for our light to shine. You have again reminded us that when we receive life, we receive light. Osana in the highest. Thank you, Jesus. That God, that Jesus, you are the light of the world. That sometimes even in our dreams, we have life and we talk to you through. You talk to us through our spiritual life. That Christ alone turned darkness into light. We thank you for all the verses that were read for us. Thank you, Jesus. God, you went ahead and reminded us as parents to pray for our children. That we have a role to pray. That we have that significance. And when we pray that God reveals light in us and we see the darkness that is in our children. Thank you, Lord. That every knee, my Father and my God, will bow down. And once it bows down to your name, Jesus, light shines on us. That sinners, when we mention the name Jesus, sinners see light. And you have reminded us, oh Lord God, my Father, that how is our spiritual eyes? Do we see Jesus in us through our action? In our homes, in our children, in our offices, on the streets, even in our families as relatives, do we see light in us? Do we have those spiritual eyes of seeing Jesus, Jesus being our light? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for such a wonderful day today. May you continue being our light. May you continue, Lord God, our Father, be our life. In the mighty name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen.